My name is Lauren Seeks. I'm the director of quality compliance at Convoy. A um, little about my my background. I've been uh, in transportation logistics all my life. I did it in the military. Um, I've done it for shippers, carriers. Um, I, I was at Starbucks before I went to Convoy about five years ago. And um, in my role currently, I, as, as director of quality and compliance, I manage our um, our team that, that really looks at uh, the motor carriers we work with and um, make, you know, we ensure that they're, they're safe, they're compliant with our regulations. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about that today, uh, the, the quality performance of those carriers and deal with a lot of legal and regulatory stuff as well. Um, and I'm here with Alicia today and we're talking as well. And uh, if you want to do a, a, a brief intro of yourself, that'd be great. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Alicia Reese. I work with Johansson Transportation Service. We are a non-asset 3PO here in Fresno, California, our corporate headquarters anyway. I am in my 14th year here with the company. I actually started um, in the accounting department and kind of just slowly but surely worked my way up until the so-called uh, carrier relations compliance department became a thing about 10 years ago. Um, my title here is VP of Corporate Operations and Legal Affairs. I am in one of those hats, you know, in a family-owned company, you wear many hats, as most of you know. Um, one of those responsibilities that I oversee is the carrier um, relations and compliance department. So whether it's, you know, carrier vetting, onboarding, um, compliance and maintenance, you name it. Seems simple, right? But um, with all those tasks, there's, there's quite a few things that we'll get deeper into, like Lauren said, later on. So glad to meet all of you. For sure. And then maybe I'll, I'll throw one back at you and then I can um, respond to this as well. But uh, obviously we're, we're both in roles, you know, senior roles at our company focused on safety and on vetting carriers and doing all of those things. Um, why for Johansson, why is that, why is that important to your company? Why do they have somebody like you doing it? Why do they have other people, you know, a team doing this kind of function? Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you, right? Carriers are the lifeblood of our industry. Um, and it's all about how we manage the risk for our company. So you tie those two together and we really have to understand that carriers need us just as much as we need them. Um, we play a vital role for shippers, you know, in arranging their transportation from point A to point B. Um, it takes a senior individual to manage all of the factors that go into those specifics, you know, whether it's layering, layering our own company, um, you know, protecting ourselves from risks that you know that may come when hiring a carrier, um, protecting ourselves from bad actors, protecting ourselves from plaintiffs' attorneys, and just making sure that our business operations keep moving forward. So it's important to have somebody who is competent, understands not only just you know the everyday principles, but also, like you mentioned earlier, the regulatory and the legal arena as well. Because um, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. How about you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think. Um... For us, it's it's been really foundational to um, what we provide as a service. I think you know, for a lot of folks, um, we play in this in this traditional um, arena as an intermediary, um, and you know, are are known as a digital freight network. But at the end of the day, no matter how um, sexy or cool the tech is, we're providing transportation as a service, and so our customers want to know that when that. Um, you know, the network of, of trucks they're accessing is going to be professional and safe and perform well. And they want to know that when Joe or Sue shows up at their dock, that that driver is going to be um, safe. And, you know, I think we 
we both know, and probably a lot of the folks listening know, that there's lots of, of risks in transportation. Um, as, and it, it seems to be like more and more every passing year. Um, it's a more litigious environment. Um, you know, like there's there's um, negligent hiring and vicarious liability, and brokers and shippers are getting pulled into things. Um, and so we want to work with great carriers, and we want to provide that that service to our shippers, and and really, um, you know, and I'm sure it's the same with you. Like build trust um, in, in in service we're we're providing them. And I think, um, you know, we use technology to do that, but we also use um, really good people, knowledgeable people that have done it for a long time and, and know this stuff. And I think, you know, when it comes to you've done it for a long time, when it comes to regulatory stuff, there's um, there's a lot to having deep knowledge of the industry. And so we, th we also think it's important to have have good people doing that and, and watch for us and our customers. Yeah, I mean, people are our biggest assets, right? And if we don't, exactly. you know, have a good group of people working for us, then, you know, our business isn't successful whatsoever. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned, um, you know, liability and stuff, because when you talk about negligent selection of vicarious liability, we have to work so hard to educate our people on what the shipper demands as well. Because when you get into contractual relationships, that is just a whole other segment of you know, the carrier compliance and monitoring department, um, because you really have to be able to pivot to your customer demands and, and get carriers in your network that can fulfill all those requirements. Absolutely. Sure. And it, it's, it's, it's interesting because there's so many, you know, as, as a broker, you're in a, or a digital freight network, it's, it's managing not only FMCSA regulations, DOT regulations, but it's also in doing that selection, but then also all of the nuances of all of your customers who have different, potentially different requirements as well. And then those are like differ by industry and, you know. Right. Yeah. So on that note, what is your general approach there at Convoy to carrier vetting and managing their safety? Yeah. Um, we, I, I think for us, because we're very much a, um, you know, we're a technology driven, data driven company, we, we lean really heavily on that part of it. And so, for us, it starts with it starts with access to great data and aggregating that. Um, it's it's using um, our own data. It's using third party monitoring services, uh, a number of those, and we have integrations with those. Um, it's analysis to set the right standards and the good standards, and figuring out what those standards are that helps us, uh, you know meet our obligation as a broker, but the, the, the bar there is quite low, but then also go above and beyond that and take additional measures to, to do these things we want to do. Um, one of the, I, I think our approach is, is uh, two-pronged. One, we just announced recently some um, innovation in the machine learning space where we take lots of data and aggregate that data, um, you know, thousands of inputs over millions of, of sort of uh, um, data fields over a long history and use that to uh, correlate those inputs with crash risk. And so we're using that as sort of a, a way to, I, you know, for a long time, I think the, the tools and resources that intermediaries have or shippers have to vet carriers, are, it's, it's difficult. They're tough because they're, they're limited in their scope. And the FMCSA program wasn't designed as a carrier selection tool, just, just designed for the FMCSA for, for enforcement officials to intervene. And so we've, we've um, gone about it a little differently. And we look at all of those things, but then we use this machine learning model to help us assess carrier crash risk. And then we have some automation that um, 
that basically takes those requirements and takes the output of the model and um, helps us select in real time which carriers are compliant, compliant with our requirements. And, and that helps us um, react as that data is changing. You know, a, a carrier might one day be fine and the next day they might be out of service or, or you know, they're, they might, their insurance might have expired. And so by checking all of this stuff frequently, um, we can really uh, keep up with it and sort of keep ahead of it for our, for our customers. Um, and so I, and, and then I think just like continuing to try to, to innovate in that space and stay ahead of it is, is how we sort of approached it. You know, how about yourself? Yeah. yeah I mean, so automation is key, right? We're not, none of us are going to survive if we don't, you know, keep a handle on what technology brings us. For us, it is being diligent day in and day out in our processes. I think we found that what's kept us out of hot water is developing policies and procedures to not just vet carriers and bring them on board, but also keep them, you know, active in our system. And part of our um, longevity here um, is a true testament to our company, but is developing relationships. Well, what, how do you do that in a, in a very digitized world now, right? That's hard. Because, you know, you have customers demanding transparency and you have carriers wanting everything quick, but you still have to make sure you're bringing on carriers in your network that are, you know, you're selecting carriers in your network that are safe. So that for us, that looks like, you know, vetting procedurally wise. We um, partner with quite a few third parties. We have a very brilliant proprietary system that, you know, through machine learning and automation really helps um, speed up the process. And then sticking to the procedures that integrate um, through all of our systems to keep those carriers active. And um, yeah, the FMCSA regulations, you know, that it's not our job to dictate whether or not a carrier is safe or not. That's the government's job. So we do battle with that on a daily basis, you know, because, and that's hard to educate your customers of that, right? I'm sure you battle with that all the time. Um, and you're right, you know, insurance companies, educating them, that's, you know, I, I find a lot of my time um, monthly is spent educating, you know, insurance providers and, you know, DOT officials and just on our business and how it operates and how a carrier can be fine one minute and then the next minute they've lost their authority because they didn't renew their insurance or whatever, the, you know, whatever the case is. So it's, yeah, it's really all over the board. Until you get into our business, nobody really understands the carrier side. We, we brought it. in. We, we brought in a bunch of our um, underwriters and potential underwriters this last year. Uh, this was before COVID happened and uh, did like a full day session with them, actually, because we found there was just so much, so many questions and so many. Um, it, it was really interesting. We, we ended up having a great um, it was a great event. And, and I think it really helped our um, some of the underwriters we work with or that we might work with understand our approach and kind of the, the market better. Um, you know, I was going to ask what what kind of um, challenges have you guys been facing in this area, or like what is there anything sort of unique that we're in sort of a unique time with COVID right now? Anything that looks different to you now, or that is is popping up as something you, you you're trying to address right now? Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 hard, right? COVID has thrown a wrench in every in every of our every one of our processes here at work. Um, I think. For the carrier standpoint, it's important that um, they understand how much we trust in them, how much we value them each and every day, um, because the customers right now, their demands are changing, too, due to COVID. You know, whether, you know, before we have developed partnerships with carriers who are very familiar with arriving to certain shippers and being able to be on the dock and watch the loading, and now all that's changed. They're not even allowed, in, you know, once out of their truck at some instances, or they're just handed their, you know, their bill of lading with the 
with a glove or in a bucket. So there's a lot of ever changing. Um, we've just had to adjust um, very quickly, um, whether it's in the carrier demands or whether it's the customer relationship and really open back up. What I like about COVID is really opened up the communication. Um, you know, before, you know, a lot of the automation took some of that away. And like I mentioned earlier, it's some of our challenges, but now we're communicating We're the carriers are calling us and we're talking to them. How are you feeling? What are you doing? So I really feel like it's brought a lot of personalization back into the industry that we have lost with technology. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I, it, that, that made me think of something that, you know, I, I think we've had to also be uh, really nimble and sort of adjust on the fly with our customers. Um, for instance, we had lots of, you know, we have customers who are moving, especially when there was sort of spikes in buying patterns. We had customers who were moving um, critical supplies like water or other things. And we also had states at the same time who were adjusting or lifting some restrictions. For instance, one of those was weight. And so like a state by state, there was differences in like how much weight you could haul in a shipment. And you're having to really on a day-by-day -day basis try to work between and really act as a resource for our, our shipping customers and our our carriers who who we very much rely on as well and have great you know want to have great relationships with to help uh, manage that interaction between and figure out all of those yeah. moving pieces which has been been really unique. Yeah, I mean the the weight restrict you know the lift of that restriction the hours of service and certain you know with certain carriers and then really what um, we noticed as a huge pitfall for a lot of our carriers was when they closed a lot of the truck stops you know we really leveraged at that point a lot of our third party vendors um, to help us navigate you know where can our carriers go calling other shippers hey you're in this area can you know our carrier come there so it's, it really went back like I said, to the relationship, the value of that relationship and, and really going back to carrier selection, why it is so important in this industry to develop relationships, you know, just through automation. Yes, it makes us nimble. It makes our jobs efficient, but never forget the core value of building those relationships with carriers. Cause in times like this, it really does count. And our customers count on that too, you know, and they're starting to see a lot of that. They're starting to understand like, wow, you guys really do have a network of carriers that care about you as much as you care about them. So it's really helped full circle. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it'd be fun to talk for a minute about um, kind of what what we see as the the future of um, managing safety vetting carriers in this space. There's it's changing all the time. And for those of us that are deep into this, I, I'm I'm sure you have got a lot of thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean. Every day we come to work because this job's challenging, right? We love it. Every day's different. That's one of my that's one of my biggest motivators about coming to work every morning. I love coming into a different, you know, arena and what what's going to be, you know, positioned in front of us. But I think adapting to tech, technology is never going to change. We are going to be, you know, whether it's competitive technology, whether it's in-house or whether it's um, with our vendors, I think just being able to pivot um and adapt to the new the new advancements in technology is going to be critical and it won't stop. Um, just flex, you know, along with that comes flexibility and customer demands. As we're becoming more sophisticated with technology, so are they. You know, it kind of felt um, for a while shippers were a little behind the curve when it came to technology, but they're starting to catch up. Um, you know, when you're dealing with uh, a virtual world and you have the Ubers of the world, you have to keep up with those demands. And, and when a customer is ready, you best be ready. You best be in front of the curve because otherwise you're going to be out. Um, and then coaching your carriers through that, 
you know, we, we can deal with um, a one-stop shop carrier up to, a, you know, a fleet of, you know, 500 or more. And you have to be able to have the resources and capabilities in-house to, you know, manage that, whatever that looks like, whatever that landscape poses in front of you. So, you know, a few years ago, it really worried me because we saw so many drivers leave the industry, whether it was because of the regulatory environment. And what I felt got lost was it trucking was a way of life. Um, now it's really just a job. And so that scared me. But as, you know, technology advanced and and, you know, you you seek new ways of dealing with automation and, you know, regional these regional drivers that want to be home at night, you just find ways to adapt and, and the shippers have too. And it makes it just makes it that much more fun. So, yes, sometimes the future is a, a little unsettling, but it's also exciting to see what else we can do. Right. Yeah, what do you absolutely. Guys? Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, in, specifically to, to carrier vetting, safety assessment, I think that um, the path we've been going down of um, using deep, rich sources of data, using automation, really when we're trying to do this at scale, um, it's what it's, it, it's these approaches and like using using machine learning, using automation to like do these assessments in real time before every load. I think that's really not that many folks have that capability yet, but I definitely think that's where the industry should be going because it allows us as intermediaries to play a really important role, which is to help make the industry safer and do that better for our customers. And then um, I, I think you, you made a good point about, you know, for, for motor carriers, um, there's also the, I, I think being a great partner to them and using technology to, to not just do great stuff for, for our shippers, but also give them great tools and resources, help them run a better business, um, help them in these challenging times be more be more efficient um, is is super important. And so we're really uh, striving to do that. And, and it sounds like um, you guys are doing a great job of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. You know, the, the carrier cost is not going down by any means. Their, their costs every day are just increasing. So, you know, as you value them and, and realize how important those relationships are, they value you and they look to us, you know, to help them with resources and information. And, and, and you know, luckily we're all part of, you know, a broader association to the TIA that helps with a lot of that, you know, advocating for in DC and, and partnerships through freight waves and, and many other um, companies, yeah, that help and assist us in that process because, like I said, they are the lifeblood of our business. So without them, we wouldn't be here. Neither and our shippers would have a heck of a time finding a, <laughs> any any transportation providers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this has been a really fun uh, conversation. It was yeah, great I to talk, talk to all you. Day. I know. This is yeah. We could probably go for hours, but I don't think they're going to let us. So. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for whoever joined us today. Uh, we appreciate it, and have a great day. Thank you so much. Take care.